Hey there, I'm Alan Furstenberg. And I'm Mark Tucker. Welcome to Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Welcome back, Mark. Thank you. It's nice to talk to you again. It is always good to talk to you, Mark. You know, there, there are some weeks that I'm just going into to Thursday when we record these. And I'm like, I am beat. I don't know if I really want to do this tonight. Oh, we'll, <laughs> we'll do it tonight. We'll figure out something to say and we'll talk and, you know, who knows. And by the end of it, I am charged up and excited. And it's been a great conversation about voice or whatever else is going on so it's it's always good to talk with you you know what i've i've had times like that too since we record on thursdays sometimes i feel like my tank's a little low by the time the end of day thursday hits and this is just a nice uh reinvigoration um i feel like i can just be myself we're, we're just good friends and yeah. it's uh it's fun to just uh be able to talk about whatever and and uh, and feel like uh it's a safe place, uh, and hopefully the, those that are listening feel like it's a safe place to to listen and learn and um, and just kind of see what else is going on in the in the voice world. Yeah, just just explore what else is out there. And you know, it, you know, this one tonight's really does come from uh, see what else is out there. You you kind of sent me a link uh, a few weeks ago about something you had just discovered that yeah um, that seemed pretty interesting. Yeah, so um, we'll send a link, and it's it's not a very uh, big article. It's like a six-minute read, um, and it was actually uh, published back in April of last year, um, but it came across my tw Twitter feed again, and I just happened to, to notice it this time and, and take a look at it. So uh, we've, we've kind of talked a little bit about, you know, like wave files or voice. There's, you know, a few weeks back, we talked about um, different things and relating to voice and this article talks about um you know converting speech to text and okay. you know there's lots of different providers out there um you know amazon has their transcribe and and google, google has, has their, their speech to text microsoft has theirs yeah so there's you know lots of different providers have this ability uh to do that but this is from a company called Pico Voice, and um, not, I'm not sure how much you, you, you know about Pico Voice, but they've got a number of different offerings, and this is one of them. And and what was interesting about this uh, speech to text is um, the the accuracy of it and how small, um, really, kind of where it can live. You could you could use this on lots of different devices. It could be a Raspberry Pi. It could be, you know, uh, a web browser. It could be on the server side. It could be mm. in a, you know, Flutter app, an Android, iOS. There's lots of different places, lots of different languages, like coding languages that you can use to program against Pico Voice. Um, and it really only takes, uh, the documentation says 20 megabytes of storage to embed this uh, speech to text. So, um, what that allows you to do is that you could send basically um, a, an audio file. They would be like short audio files. Um, let's 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 use it in the context of voice. Like maybe you speaking into a microphone in your web browser and having it record what you said. You could send that, um, you know, into this library and uh, and get and get back the uh, the text that uh, the transcription that goes along with what, what you said. 
you know, and at 20 meg, you know, that's really powerful. That's, you know, you can embed that onto a Raspberry Pi device. Yeah. Really pretty easily. You know, so so this lets you create um a voice assistant that can do a it sounds from from what they were saying, a very good uh it's a very good model. And you can do it completely locally. You know, so this is the sort of thing that, you know, Google advertises for their Pixel phones and reserved for their Pixel phones because they yeah. have custom hardware for it. So this is really an impressive uh, accomplishment. And as the name kind of suggests, Pico Voice is all about creating these small, compact models for embedded-like devices. Right. So this particular um, uh, speech-to-text engine is called Leopard. Um, and we'll send a link to the, the article, but you could also go to um, Pico Voice's website and, and kind of look up Leopard and see what there is. There's lots of different libraries. Uh, Leopard's only one of them. And I think in the future, we probably should talk about some of the other ones. Um, but what this example that we're going to send to you is, is um, he was talking about uh, using this Leopard engine with a AWS Lambda function, you know, a Lambda function is serverless. So you could send uh, uh, something, some piece of audio up through HTTP to which it would trigger this Lambda function, which would then call Leopard to change that text into speech. And it was comparing what the cost of that type of system would be to Amazon's transcribe itself or Google's uh, speech to text, like how much cheaper it would be to use Pico Voice in that case, uh, just using uh, more of a serverless model uh, than uh, than what you could get with transcribe. and. Um, the only that, caveat is is that that it really is for just smaller chunks. I know Amazon Transcribe, you can do like whole documents and you know things like that. There's lots of, that you can do. But if if what you want with voice is just small chunks like little uh, little notes or uh, kind of as the beginning to some sort of a conversational uh, speech to text thing, then this would be a perfect uh, tool for that. Still, that, that's it's an interesting and clever application. You know, just because it's a small model doesn't mean it needs to be embedded. It means you could put it on a, you know, relatively low-powered Lambda instance. If yeah. it's not being called constantly, you're getting the benefits of serverless. You've got a little bit of a spin-up time, but again, it's a small library, so you don't have a big spin-up time. Yep. Um, lot of potential advantages there. Why, why don't you you talk us through a little bit about what what more they were talking about and how that it works? And I think I've got one other thought, but it's so. We'll, we'll take it up after you talk about it a little bit more. Okay. So the uh, the article, like I say, is like a six-minute read, and it references um, a uh, GitHub repository. Um, and and I'm, I'm just parsing through the uh, Python code because I, I am not a, a, a Python developer. Uh, but the example is in Python. Uh, it's relatively short. It's 45 lines of code. Wow. Uh, but uh, basically... Um, Lambda itself has a, a handler, um, an event that comes in. The thing that's fronting this is um, API Gateway. So it's it's basically just uploading Base64 encoded audio to a mm -hmm. REST endpoint. So you're posting that Base64 audio as the, the, the body of your post request. H, uh, API Gateway gets that, sends that off to um, 
The uh, Lambda function looks like it does a base64 decoding of that. Uh, it's got to figure out some multi-part parsing stuff for the audio. Um, and then it looks like it writes it to um, a temp file. So it takes the base64 uh, audio, writes it to a temp file, and then takes that path. And that file path is what you pass to Leopard. And then when, when the thing that you get back is an object which has the transcription. Very cool. That's it. Well, you got to close your file. But other than <laughs> that, that's it. it. You know, it really does all seem really pretty straightforward. Yeah. You know, it's it's the sort of thing where I can see a chunk of, of useful applications for it. You know, and this was putting it in, for example, in Lambda. I yeah. could see, you know, if you need to do this in a, uh, a HIPAA compliant environment and you need full control over that HIPAA environment, okay, you you now have a HIPAA compliant server where you run this on. Yep. Um, so that could be pretty cool. You know, the kind of catch for it that I guess I get is you need to send it an audio file. Yeah. So, you know, a, a couple of weeks back when we talked about Dialogflow, one of the features we talked about was streaming audio to Dialogflow and it could detect um, end, of, end of utterance. It could do no input detections. It sounds like we can't do that here. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to look a little bit more at the, um, the other offerings, but at least the basic, the, 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 ex the simple example that they give is really just the one line process this file. Um, so it seems like that's what this is targeted to uh, would be those short audio clips, not a streaming where you could then like get back the, the transcription as you're mm -hmm. speaking it and having it change and modify um, as it figures out what you're saying. It's It doesn't seem like that's what that's uh, being used for. There, there might be something else there, but, uh, but yeah, this does seem like it's a, um, at least in this example, it's just a straight up audio file. But it, it's kind of fun, um, like because on the the web page itself, there is an ability to upload a file or to uh, do recording audio right there on the web page, and you you know behind the scenes, yeah. you know that it's using Leopard. Very very cool. You know, I, I'm really curious. You know, one of the things I think we need to do is uh, is as you said, we need to go in and look at what some of the other offerings from Pico Voice are, because. This is the sort of thing where if you're building your own assistant, you want to have lots of these smaller pieces that you need to put together. You know, so you're going to need to do um, speech to text. You may need to do uh, either sentiment analysis or NLU or both. Um, yeah. We're going to need a text to speech component. And if Pico Voice is offering some of these, um, and you can embed them into a device or a browser or, you know, whatever mobile app or whatever. Yeah. Right. You know, that saves, a, you know, that, that, that kind of changes how you're able to do some things, you know, yeah, it's, so just, these are components that you can now take and start plugging together in ways yeah, so that we'll, make sense for you. We'll, we'll kind of give a, like a, a sneak peek of, as far as what these other things we are, we're not going to talk about them today, but. So the first one on the list is Leopard, which is speech to text. They have something that they call Rhino, which is speech to intent. So it skips ah. the transcription entirely and just gives you back intents and, and entities. Um, 
if you want to do wake word, Porcupine is is their wake word engine. Okay, so um, that's incredibly useful. Even yeah. so, so even if you are doing your speech to text or whatever processing somewhere else, you yep. still need the wake word feature. So yeah. they've got they've got a library for that. That's good. Yeah, and and I, I think you can like use it out of the box and say, "Hey, Porcupine" or something like that, and it just uses it. And then uh, that so you can you can play around with it and get things all working. And then um, I'm not sure what the the cost is, but comparatively to other um, wake word engines, um, it's actually pretty um, uh, reasonably priced for the mm -hmm. the same functionality. Then there's something called Octopus which is speech to index. And what, what they're talking about is that's using like uh, search and it's not, you know, let's, let's, let's see what, what they say um, on the, on the description, find spoken words within audio files. So it's not, let's, so you've got an audio file oh, that's not even transcribed okay. and you speak and it's finding I don't know what like the, the, off this, this, the speech pattern or something, and it's it's finding that in the audio file. So it's kind of like searching an audio file without having to index the audio file, maybe. That's that's interesting. I, I that's interesting. Place else, yeah. And then um, there, there, the final offering is Cobra, which is voice activity detection. So detect the presence of a human voice um, in audio streams. Um, so, you know, you could wait... Uh, cue at different things when you when you hear a voice or you know, you know well and again this is this is where you you know this is where you have end of utterance detection and yep. no input detection that's that's the sort of thing that offers yep all very interesting stuff yeah so so pico voice is, is definitely a, an interesting uh, uh company to check into and and uh it seems like they've got lots of different examples across multiple different programming languages so uh, something that you could play around with in an afternoon and, and you know, do yeah. some interesting things with. Yeah. I mean, you know, for, for Leopard, they were giving you 15 or so different examples, you know, embedded in Flutter, embedded in Android, in iOS, in yeah. the web, in Node.js, in Java, in Python, and, you know. In you Rust, in it, Go. You know, <laughs> tons and tons of examples. And they're all just a few lines long in some cases. Yeah. So all very cool stuff. So um, so I encourage everybody to you know take a look uh, and play around with the different offerings of uh, Pico Voice and let us know when you do something. We would be really interested in, in knowing you know kind of how you've played around with it, what you've learned and what you're thinking you might be able to do with it. Yep. So you know, share with us in the, the comments below, Twitter, LinkedIn. Find us, you know, wherever we happen to be, because, you know, we're pretty easy to find. And uh, let us know how you're doing it and uh, what your experiences have been. And we will catch you on another episode of Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Have a great weekend, Mark. You too. Take care. Take care.